So, uh, William, I believe you have a question for me. Oh, I do. And um, I wanted to do it in a more private and romantic <laughs> setting. But um, if you were a betting man... And you... <laughs> oh, okay. I'm kind of disappointed now. See, the, the, the joke is the, the lack of the joke. I'll, um, I'll send out a tweet explaining the joke. Um, if, <laughs> if you were a betting man, and we have discussed yes. betting numerous times... On this, on this here fine podcast say say every year you bet on before the season starts you bet on the winner of the Stanley Cup like say you know last year you put a bit of money down the beat, the Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup at the end of the year say you did that and you got it right one year that's fucking crazy isn't it that's mad come over yeah. with a boatload of cash next season before the season starts so there's no indicator of who's doing well or anything you no. put on another bet you think oh I think Coyotes are going to win this year, and then lo and behold, the Coyotes win, and this repeats and repeats and repeats, and you keep betting on the winner of the Stanley Cup. How long does that go unchecked? It's tricky because there are so many variables in regards to hockey results and the outcomes of hockey, as we proved last year. With I've said it a billion times, the Caps play in Vegas. That I. I can't imagine anybody predicted those two teams in the final. No. Um, especially not at the start of the year when you've got a, a 2 in 31 chance of getting one of the teams in the final. And one of the ones you're betting on is a virgin team. Yeah. I just, there's no there's no way, even even if you got it right for 10 years in a row, there's, there's no way. I mean, yeah, it, 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 I think it would be looked into for sure. Has there been the same referees in the games? Has there been something to do with, I don't know, some kind of... It wouldn't be the players, because the, there's no way any players could alter results that much on their own. Apart from so, goalies. Yeah, but then you, but then you the goalie would have to be on the same team. You'd have to have the same goalie on the same team every year that you pick. So, like, I don't know, yeah, like Yaro Halak goes from the Bruins winning it this year. He suddenly goes to the Cowies, they win it next year. Or something like that. That's the only way it would... And that would never happen. So then the, the league would probably look into like the backroom staff, maybe I mean looking at I'm thinking maybe doctors or trainers or something. Are they slipping the players something or what are they doing? Like this could cause a massive inquiry and like Yeah. Depending on how many times in a row you did it. And then even but even then, outside of the match fixing side of things, like say say you go to the same betting shop every time you make this bet. Surely after like the third time, because you'd have made a, you'd have had a massive, excuse me, a massive payout, absolutely enormous. Yeah, but a third bet you would, yeah. And they they'd probably they'd probably start turning you away, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, it's any gambling establishment's right to refuse you service for any reason. They can refuse you service for no reason. If you go into a casino. And you start doing that method thing, you know, the the Martingale method like I did on the roulette table. Mm. If you did that in a legit casino, if you won, I don't know, say you won 30 grand in a month or something, the, the casino is in their right to say, we don't want your customer anymore. They can just refuse you service. It's a place of business. They can refuse you service for any reason. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know so that's what would happen. If you're doing it online, that would be the same. They would just stop your account. Because if there's no way, if, if you're saying to me it's a legitimate bet, which, I, which I'm pretty sure is what you're getting at, and how, yeah. you know, how could they stop it? The league 
would have nothing to, would Lee could have no way to stop it. It would have to be stopped at source, you gambling. And I, I assume everywhere would just refuse your bets. You'd, you'd become infamous. Like, I reckon by, if you did it two years in a row, you'd be national press, especially in this day and age. And then, yeah, by the third one, I think that, you know, betting shops would start turning you away, basically. Here's the thing, right? Would they, though, if, say, oh, let me think. Say you put a pound on at 10 to 1. So you've got 10. Say you pick a team that's, say the Penguins were 10 to 1 at the start of the season to win the cup. Okay, you get 10 quid. Do it again next season and you roll it over. Now you pick another 10 to 1 team. Now you've got 100 quid. After five years, you're up to, so 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000. After five years, if you do that every year, up to 100 grand. Would the betting place not think after the fifth season, this guy's going to drop 100 grand on this bet? We have to take it <laughs> because there's no way he can do it six years in a row, surely. This is it. And even if, take his money. And there'd be that thought in the back of their mind of if we don't take this bet, somebody's going to take the bet and there's a chance that somebody's going to walk away with 100 grand. Yeah. I think I think I think I think you would stop getting accepted for bets after five years. Yeah, I because I think so. the losses then are too big. Because in the six year, then now you're up to a million. So and if you go ten to one, then now you're looking at ten million. Ain't no betting places paying you out ten million quid. No chance for for a single bet. For a single bet at the start of the season, if you've got like you've got form and winning six years in a row. Well, I say, yeah, no- say you're doing larger amounts. So, like, say you do do a grand the first time, ten grand the second time, then you're on a hundred grand, hundred grand bet by yeah. the third year. Do you think that people have refused you then, or would it take a couple of more years? No, I don't, because I think I think I still think that the betting places would believe they would have the edge on you. There's no way it can happen three or four years in a row. So we'll take his hundred grand. There's no way he's doing it. There's no way he's he's winning that bet again. That would be stupid. <laughs> but then what what if you were an octopus would they would they believe in your supreme ability to to guess correct bets yeah, but, yeah, but now, now you're moving the goalpost it's an entirely new question <laughs> they'd refuse the first bet yeah I think uh, sorry was, sorry sir he just taps a sign strictly no octopuses oh shit <laughs> I became an international law after um where, where was he from? Was he from like Holland or something? Or... Oh yeah, that World Cup octopus. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Well, I'm not, been... not just some random octopus. I honestly, I have no idea why you picked octopus. Is it? Oh mate, I want to say, was it Germany? When was the when was the last think, World Cup? In, was it in... I, I think it was Germany, but I thought it was in the German World Cup, so I wasn't sure where I was mixing my uh, game crosswires. It could have been, but yeah, it was a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, they had the octopus predicting all the scores of the Do World you... Cup games. Are you telling me that you don't wake up every morning and instantly think about that time that the Oxford got the majority of the World Cup scores correct? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> for for me, that's the proof of of a divine creator. We seem to be having these. We seem to be having this proof of divine creators every week now, don't we? We seem to be finding more and more ways to get people to believe in the good Lord above. <laughs> it's a it's subliminal. I did have a conversation with my dad earlier today, so maybe it's uh it's just been planted in my head. Yeah, it seeped in. But yeah, in the the league, the league could do nothing. Oh they no, because there's no way to. They would, yeah, they would absolutely investigate the shit out of every single aspect of the bet, and they would be at the point where they're looking at even, I don't know, 
the bloody catering staff and they'd have to investigate every single person on the staff, everybody, in case there was a weird link or something. But it would just be stopped at source in the end. Yeah, you just gambling places would just stop taking your bet. And that's what happened. Come on, mate, it'd be a hell of a ride though, wouldn't it? It would if are you are you saying that you know the whole time you're gonna win, or is it just a wing and a prayer every time for for you? No, wing wing and a prayer. Some weird. It's like no no match fixing whatsoever. You just just have a gut feeling. I suppose though you you've not lost anything, have you? Because if if you just put it on from an original quid bet, you've actually not lost any money. You're not putting yourself in debt. You've just not got then the hundred grand that you thought you had, kind of thing. And if you're willing to bet it anyway, then clearly you don't care, do you? You're not that bothered. No, absolutely, absolutely. But then I suppose after after a couple, you start getting a bit of a oh, I've got the I've got the gift. I'm like yeah. the oracle. Happens all the time in betting. You get on a hot streak and then it's just wiped away. Imagine if you did an accumulator. Just one last little point on this: an accumulator, and you bet on like yeah, the let's keep it American, the major four. You bet the winner at the start of each season as as part of a big accumulator. That'd be like that'd be insane, wouldn't it? That's like country crippling money. <laughs> it wouldn't be that big. It won't be that big. No, do you not reckon? Depends. It depends who you bet on, though. No, because no, because you have to look. It's the accumulative bets of the each winner of each sport. So, say each winner of each sport is what? Say the average is like twelve to one or something like that. Four bets at twelve to one. It's not sixty thousand to one. It probably comes out. I don't know what it'd come out about, but it's it's not it's not as big as you think. It's really not because yeah, there's but- only. It's a what? It's a it's a one in thirty chance of getting it right. Even across all four sports, it's four out of one hundred and thirty-three or something like that. It still works out at about a one in thirty chance. So it's not ridiculous odds. Yeah, but then say you took like absolute underdogs in each league, and there's some freak season. Say you took like yeah, um, you had the Sens this year. They were yeah, if you, if you had like the the Senators, the the Browns, Cleveland Browns, the, yeah, what? Well, um, who's a crap basketball a team? T- um, I don't know. I know Baltimore was a terrible baseball team this year. Oh yeah, if you, t- if you had Baltimore and well, the Knicks. And I know say, the Knicks are really good. Yeah, Knicks terrible. Yeah, Knicks aren't good. There you there go. You go. If you had yeah, all four of them and it's some freak season, all four of them come in. Surely you get and you like, put your mortgage on it. A decent whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just chuck two hundred grand against it. Why not? <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> but even, no matter how much you put on it, like surely you'd get decent odds from that, wouldn't you? You would then, yeah, because you're looking at about 150. Well, the Sens, I think, 175 to one or something like that at the start of the year to win the cup. For the cup, that's mad. So if they're all around there, so you you'd be better off if you wanted to make a ridiculous bet with ridiculous odds. You'd be better off betting on like player awards, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. To do an accumulator, yeah, you'd be better off doing that. So if you did like, um, if you did. <laughs> If you did like Ryan Reeves doing the Art Ross, um, <laughs> etc. Yeah. And then it all came in. That'd be... Fair. Yeah, I think you could legally set, set yourself up as a superpower then, couldn't you? That could, make, that could maybe be a one-shot retirement bet. This is my one bet. I'm putting 500 quid on it. You could, you could probably get a good few hundred grand out of that, I reckon. 
Easy. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, no, especially if you went for like complete underdogs if you did on the player, player awards. Yeah, because you did the player one. That'd be ridiculous. Ryan Reeves has got to be a thousand to one for the Arros, surely. If not more than that. Well, you nah, might, it probably it probably caps out at thousand be a, to one, but. Yeah, he might be a uh, he might be a contender for the heart after this week. Ah, uh, less um, <laughs> foreboding, foreboding. I suppose we should start a show then, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should really, shouldn't we? everybody it's your favorite time of the week it is the smooth recap in ottawa mr lover man thomas shabbat mr lover man thomas shabbat is the first defenseman since 2005 2006 to record 30 plus points through games up to december the first a 2am fire alarm disturbed most of the minnesota wild except for noted fat controller impersonator bruce boudreau who opted to stay in bed it's sexy time in Montreal. A Habs defenseman scores twice against the New York Rangers for the first time since 1993. That calls for a roll in the Shea. Weber. <laughs> Ryan Reeves exposed his lack of geographical knowledge after a controversial hit on Tom Wilson. Quoted saying, that's what happens when you run into a lion in, a, in the jungle despite the play occurring on a hockey rink in the desert. A car wheel malfunction on the way to the game against the Bruins couldn't stop Roberto Luongo moving up to ninth all-time on the shutout list with his 77th. I guess he pumped his own tyres. In women's collegiate hockey, Holy Cross defeated the number 5 seed Northeastern to break their 13-game unbeaten run. Holy Cross are in their first year playing in Hockey East and owned a minus 47 goal difference through 10 games. In Pittsburgh, Patman Hornquist bleep 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 gobbles up goals like their ghost that have just changed colour. He scores the fastest hat-trick in Pittsburgh Penguins history. Newly hatched Anaheim Duck Daniel Sprong exposed the true horror of being buried on the Pittsburgh Penguins depth chart, claiming his arrival in Southern California marked the first time he'd seen sunlight in a month. The Detroit Red Wings players have been naughty and deserve spanking. Luckily, they have the Tampa Bay Lightning to make them dress up in nappies and clean the floor like dirty boys. A 13th straight defeat is evidence the Wings are just Tampa's spank machine. And finally, Cotton Pareko does not take kindly to authority, telling a referee, I can do what I want, after law enforcement instructed him to keep it moving. And that was your smooth recap. <laughs> There's some good ones this week, mate. I enjoyed those. <laughs> I think it was alright. I think it was alright. Oh, mate. We always do these behind the uh, behind the curtains for people, but I have no idea what Will's going to say in his, and he has no idea what I'm going to say in mine. He just does the West, and I do the East, and that's it. We just run with it. I find if if I ever listen back to the show since we started doing these, I'm so focused on not messing mine up that I barely like I can't remember what you've just said. So I'll have to I'll have to re-listen back to it and, and wet myself all over again. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm I'm not paying attention to what re- I hear a couple of bits of yours that made me chuckle, but I'm just thinking about mine. Okay, so you start with this and then say this and okay, okay, let's go. And then I'm concentrating on doing it. Just staring at my right, chicken scratch on a pad, thinking, does that say fire or liar or 
Anything in between? Fire? Five? Fish? Oh, who the hell knows? Um, okay, what are you starting this week? Oh, how many starters you got actually? Uh, I've got I've got one of each. I've got one of each. Because uh, okay, well, I'll I'll go first then. Yeah, go on. Treat yourself. Uh, the Hershey Bears. Oh, the, nice. Uh, Riley, yeah, Riley Barber scores, and thirty-four thousand seven hundred ninety-eight bears rain down from the stands. A world record. You know what, Will? Charity in sports is great. Thirty-four thousand teddy bears as well. That's like. I, I, I don't know what the what the um, capacity is for the for the bears rink, but what the average NHL one is nineteen thousand, let's say, uh, at a stretch. Yeah, about that, and that's that's assuming that they've got an NHL size arena and they've sold out that game, which they probably did. But that's at my math stand over over one bear per excuse me per person. Like that's well, some there was a, th- a thing on uh, that some people had taken. There was a picture that somebody had um, put on Twitter about the event using the hashtag t- had taken 200 bears with them. What the hell? <laughs> Two, How have you got 200 bears? That's, like, that's padding the stats if you ask me. It is a little bit. But to be fair though, I think if we cleaned up my daughter's bedroom of all the stuffed animals she doesn't play with anymore, she'd be left with like five and we'd probably take about 200 with us. She's got so many. It's just stupid. P- people have an issue when, you know... Say someone wins the Art Ross and there's a lot of power play points in there. I personally think <laughs> you two, with the team claiming the record, would you got one person bringing 200 bears? That's just... Yeah. It's not a very fair <laughs> representation. I want the bears per seat stat, personally. <laughs> we'll have to get onto the guys on the uh, the PDO Bearcast and see if they can provide us with that information. That's a fancy stat I can't even comprehend. So it's a bit too, too much tracking for me, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, go on, then you do yours. Uh, I'm going to start the only person who deserves to be started this week, and um, that's going to be Nick Offerman, uh, more oh, commonly yay. known as, uh, as Ron Swanson from Parks Ron and Ron Swanson, indeed. He, uh, he's, I, don't, I don't know if he was a guest of honour or anything at, at the at the Hawks game this, this week, but um, he came out intermission wearing the new Hawks Stadium Series jersey with Offerman 69 on the back. Which is always a power move, <laughs> and he sunk the uh, sunk the scoro shot from halfway line. What more could you want? He did, and he has some really weird looking like old school two piece stick as well. So yeah, he did, which he probably brought from home or something. So There's just so so much, so many levels to this incredible moment of Nick Offerman. And to be honest, anything Nick Offerman related deserves to be started on any given week. Yeah, he's a, he is a fantastic man, a fantastic man. Uh, my next one is: Did you see Sidney Crosby uh, his picture with the Trailer Park Boys? <laughs> oh, of course I did. Of course, <sighs> I I did put this on Twitter, but it's I'm amazed that the Trailer Park Boys don't get more hockey players in to do guest spots. I know they've had Nate McKinnon on. Um, oh, have they? I didn't even know. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> Ricky sets up a hockey camp, and he he promises that Nate McKinnon's going to turn up for the lessons, and all the while he just knows he's full of shit. And he's lying. And then Bubbles takes the kids to the hockey practice one day. And Nate McKinnon just turns up. So now, oh, hi, I'm, I'm here to meet some, I think he says like some disadvantaged kids or something. And they're just kids from the trailer park. <laughs> but it's really, it is really Nate McKinnon. And I just find it weird. They must, I mean, yeah, it's, that show is obviously, you know, it must be huge in Canada. It must be huge. And they just think, well, surely it's sell for somebody to go in. I mean, maybe now with this whole NHL 
sort of PR stunt where they're trying to get players more face time. Maybe they'll have some more players doing stuff on the show, but I've always found it weird they haven't got loads more sort of guest spots on there. I don't know. I wonder because like it's it's quite a risque show as far as these. It's incredibly go, risque. Like. So I wonder whether there are issues with like publishing and stuff. Like if the league put a clamp yeah, on it, maybe. said now we're not having. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to have like bloody Sidney Crosby out there growing weed with Ricky and Julian like run just like even if you just had them for background shots like they're in the jail like you know lifting weights or whatever and like oh that'd be so know, cool Anson Carter's in there helping them or whatever like bloody well yeah any old it, it could have got enforcers by the truckload couldn't they yeah, yeah for sure get, just get Ryan Reeves in there Doing like doing bench prep, like doing curls or something, in the putting them in the prison at the end. I feel, oh. I feel like you'd be good in it. That's a missed trick now. Is, we'll and to, then we'll we're the starter, which is I'm I'm liking this because I respect the hell out of it for having the fucking balls to do it. Is uh, you know Tiffany the jewelry company? Oh, have my you seen? God, <laughs> do you know what I'm going to say? This isn't about the bloody tin can, is it? <laughs> the tin can. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have some issues. You've not this seen week. this. Yeah, if you've not seen this, Tiffany, the jewellery company, are selling what they call Home Essentials, which is an empty tin can for $945. It's not... An empty tin can? To be fair, it's not just an empty tin can. It's an empty... Is it Sterling Silver can? Yeah. But it's an empty tin can, Will. (laughs) But, you know, you know some fucking moronic idiot out there is going to pay it. So why shouldn't they? Somebody is going to pay for it. They're going to have a, a wardrobe full of those like white Yeezy t-shirts with the holes in them. And um, <laughs> yeah. the $900 tin cans everywhere. You think, right? You buy, you buy, say, let's say, let's say a thousand empty tin cans for about 5p. <laughs> you just, all you got to do is sell one. That's it. You're done. There's all your money. So it looked in the picture to me like it was lined with gold or something. Like, I, I would certainly hope that it's lined with some sort of precious metal. And like, I'd hope so. That's probably not sterile, is it? No. So you can't. I mean, for now, you, you can't even put like your chopped tomatoes in there or anything. <laughs> like, you can't. It's not a functioning. They call them home essentials, but it can't even perform the, the function that it's supposed to perform. That's true. But I will say as well, if I'm paying $945 for this thing, I might try and have sex with it just because. I've got to get my money's worth somehow. That sounds a bit painful if you ask me. It might be. But then, you know, then I could say I've, I've had sex with gold. Not many people can say that well. Um, probably <laughs> gold member. Let's move on. And gold dust. <laughs> um, gold dust. Oh, mate. Gold dust. What Shout a guy. Out to gold. Shout out to gold dust. Okay. What's your, uh, what's your scratch this week? Uh, I'm going to scratch. For, for me, it's an obvious scratch this week. Um, some despicable play from uh, from this individual player. Um, quite frankly, unacceptable in this day and age. And uh, and uh, from a from a player of his standing, I'd expect better. Uh, I'm going to scratch Wayne Gretzky <laughs> for his um, feeble attempt to use a mobile phone. <laughs> Do you know what's weird about this starters and scratches thing? Go on. As with as with the smooth recap, I don't know what you're starting, and I don't know what you're scratching, and you're the same for me. And I saw that, and it didn't it didn't even occur to me to put that in this bit. I did. I just thought, oh yeah, there's Gretzky did messing about on his phone. And by the same token, 
you haven't started. I just find it odd. There's a weird, a weird kismet there, Will. Oh, not kismet. What's the word? What if it is kismet? Maybe it is. Like a weird mental bond. But yeah, Gretzky was just peak, peak dad. For, like, I understand he's, he's what a 50 year old man now, 55, however old he is. He's old. He's old. I get it. My dad can't use a phone well. But. But he doesn't need to. He just talks to the Lord via his brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. But he needs, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have WhatsApp. Yeah, he doesn't have a, doesn't <laughs> he have a camera. Your dad's not scrolling through his mobile. Um, Brian, Chris, Dave, George, Jesus. There he is. Hello. <laughs> no, but all, all his contacts are Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John the Baptist. <laughs> oh, Thomas. there we go. There it is. There it is. Well played. Thank well you played. Much, mate. That was Thank nice. you. If you need any more biblical, yeah, I know, puns, I know you mean just that. Let me know. Yeah. Okay. It's it's disgraceful, and for for a man of great ability, like this is the the most skilled player to ever play hockey, and undoubtedly a very intelligent hockey mind. And it's unacceptable for him to be using them. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's just a video of Gretzky in the stands at an Oilers game. I think it was Oilers Stars. And he's using the phone, as you'd imagine, a generic old person. So he's, he's holding it in one hand, he's using his index finger on the other hand to stab at it like a bloody Yeah, he's stabbing, doing the stab. It's like, yeah. it's just it's just not on. It's just not on. It's not like he's a decrepit, like, 90-year-old, you know, who's lost all his bodily functions. He could strap on a pair of skates and still skate and deep round 90% of the world's population. Probably a bit more, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd imagine. Probably more, yeah. <laughs> There's more than... um. What seven hundred million people, <laughs> or less than rather the better than Gretzky at hockey. It's unacceptable yeah. for him to be doing anything of the sort in in that realm. You would think with somebody of Gretzky's ability, he'd be putting those keys like punching those key data in, like he's playing a piano, just like every every finger and the thumb on the go, typing in like and that's it. He just he can type a message in three seconds or something. But now he's just doing the old man dad stab. He could he could be as Very slow cool. as he wants. I just want him to use it in one bloody hand. Is that too much to ask for out of you? Like, <laughs> it's why they say kids don't ever meet your idols because you'll be nothing but disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but we need to update it for the twenty first century. It's don't ever like don't ever see your idols using a mobile phone. You you just be sad disappointed. Oh, mate, yeah, you should have uh, seen Brucey using one. It's disgraceful. Is it? Bruce, <laughs> Brucey's dead, isn't he? We, I was having this conversation with Grace the other day. Uh, Bruce is in Mr. Forsyth. Oh, of course, yeah, the one and only. No, not Bruce Jones. Only Br- <laughs> Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> yeah, he died in that fire. <laughs> Just smoke inhalation. No, uh, unfortunately, Mr. Forsyth is dead, and of Mr. Forsyth, a man who deserves our goddamn respect. Oh, mate, what a guy! What a guy! I'm sure I said this on this show. Or I might have said it to you privately, but do you know? Do you know how he won his Latin wife's heart? Um, no. Do you know this? I, I don't know. He danced. He danced for her. <laughs> Do you know the level of fucking skill and ability <laughs> and balls if you're a white man from England who could win the love and affection of a South American woman by dancing? That's insane. I mean, that to me is like one of the most impressive things I've ever heard, that he won his wife's heart by dancing a South American woman. Who are they're just born to dance. That's all they do. They just dance. And Bruce is there uh, just fucking cutting a rug and jiving and she's just Oh my god, who's that man? <laughs> like, holy shit, that's insane. 
Yeah, he got the Victoria Cross for that act of bravery, didn't he? <laughs> he should have done. When they buried him, he should have had a full. He should have had a full military burial. He should have had everything. He should have had the pipers and fucking the flag and all kinds of stuff. Guy was a hero. God, that's amazing. Is that in in, anyway. in the case of someone like Brucey? Is that the one of the rare times where it was acceptable to dance on a man's grave? Or? Hmm, that's a good question. I'd imagine. <laughs> Definitely does near because it. The police, the police rock up when you can do the classic. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> as you always seem to say everyone's funeral no that's just what it is it's not what he wanted he's dead he's, he has no cognitive thoughts anymore his brain has ceased working it's, it's not what he would have wanted he, he probably dead. didn't think about this moment he was probably more focused no. on being alive I don't think so now anyway my scratch this week and mm. I can't believe I never thought of this but it happened to me this week um, is there a tenuous hockey link yeah, probably not, but I'll say it anyway. We can, we can work Is one out. A, we can retrofit one. We can work one out. Um, actual scratches. I got a paper cut on my knuckle, Will, and I can't help <laughs> tell you, it might be one of the most painful things I've ever done. Which which knuckle are we talking? Right hand, up yours finger, middle finger. Well, like the knuckle knuckle or like the finger knuckle? Finger knuckle. Oh, okay. Ooh, mate, where, where all that excess skin resides. Yeah. Every time I bend my finger, I go, oh shit, yeah, of course. And I keep catching on things. I'm banging on doors, like catching on my clothes. Fucking, I was doing something in the office, uh, in the storeroom today at work, and a piece of cardboard for somehow went straight into the, the cut again and made it bleed. I was just like, this is ridiculous. So yeah, my scratch, actual scratches. That's a that's a pretty, pretty hardcore way to Meta. live. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tenuous, uh, it, is, it is very better as well. I'll give you that. Um, tenuous hockey leg. I'm gonna say there it's tenuous is because hockey none. players obviously have been cut at some point. No, <laughs> sorry, Hi. all right. That's who's nice try this week. Who's, yeah, been in, who's, who's been in the cup? See, I took a bit of liberty with this um question, this format, this uh segment, ah. if you will. Go on, and they're not gonna win it this week. I think. Okay, go on. But in 2022, my man, the Seattle TBDs are going to win. <laughs> Shit! That's what I picked. <laughs> See, this is... When you were saying earlier about how we always manage to avoid each other with... <laughs> we we I, don't on this. No, I would. It's like it all comes crashing together. It's perfect harmony. Yeah. So, Will, why, why are they winning the cup? Because they probably will. Yeah. There you go. I had that... Um, uh, I wrote, yeah, my my winning the cup this week is the Seattle Frasers. Um, you can't, can't be, reci- you can't be recycling jokes. You can't be doing that. Sorry. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> we already know expansion teams get a ridiculous benefits from the draft because, as we saw, Vegas got all the secret stats that no one else did because how else would they know that William Carlson was a 25% uh, shooter? No one else knew that, but apparently they did. How else did they know that Marc-Andre Fleury was actually going to be Marc-Andre Fleury from 2009? No one else knew that, but they did. So pretty clear that Seattle are going to get all the same benefits as well. And they're probably going to win the cup. I feel like they're going to get extra benefits where they're going to come into the league off the back of a lockout. There's going to be a high high chance that um, the other teams aren't going to turn up to the expansion draft because they'll forget. Um, <laughs> so, they'll submit their list. Yeah, Seattle are just going to be able to to run run right run amok. They'll end up with like McDavid and Crosby on the same team. 
It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> it's like Canada in the World Cup when their fourth line sent us Jonathan Tapes. You're like, oh, come on. This is ridiculous. It's bullshit. Okay, who's not winning the cup? Um, oh, yeah. Who is in, who's, who's getting relegated? Um, who's getting relegated? Quebec City are getting, getting relegated. <laughs> they're going to get relegated so hard that they're not actually going to be a city anymore. Um, we're taking... <laughs> Videotron. <laughs> is it Videotron? <laughs> Whatever that new arena is where the Remparts play. Yeah. We're taking it away. Like, we're just, that's it. It's enough. Sorry, Quebec. <laughs> gonna put it's a, over. <laughs> going to put a pond back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could have like the equivalent of a Sunday league sort of rink. Okay. Open air. Yeah. Seats 200. It's, oh. it's over. It's over. Which is, which is a shame because like, you can't, can you go further than a 30-second team? We'll Shh. talk about that in a minute as well. Oh, well, I suppose we will. Who are you, who, who's, I'm annoyed at myself. Who, oh, uh, I, yeah, I'm annoyed at myself because I went with Seattle for, for winning the cup and then getting relegated, I didn't think about... I, yeah, I should have I should have picked Quebec. It was That's the obvious joke. But after uh, after the week I've had, I, I've, I've got to pick the Bruins. They are... I think their window is... It's shutting rapidly. Oh no, it's alright, it's just swung back open with the acquisition of Jamal Smith. Jamal Smith, yeah, I just saw, saw that. They caught, you know, they just, they they got lucky last year because when uh, Bergeron was injured, we've discussed before, Riley Nash went in and was absolutely fine, did an absolutely amazing job, and this time they've really struggled to find a person who can at least fill that spot. Who, who have they tried on there so 75%. Oh, they've tried um, Forsbacher Carlson. They tried Colby Cave. They tried Krejci against the Wings of the Night. I mean, at the moment, Cassidy's just sort of thrown as much in, into that sort of first line centre spot as he can and seeing what happens. And I get it. There's, there's plenty of um, sort of defence we're missing. I mean, McAvoy's just come back off. He's just been reactivated today off IR. So that's a little bonus. But yeah, I just can't. Yeah, surely there you go. Surely to an extent between Marshand and Pasternak, like I don't know if Riley Nash can do it. Anyone can do it really, like Well no, it shows it shows that I think you need you need a particular type of player. It can't just be a centre. It has to be a centre who can do a certain thing. Riley Nash, whatever that thing was, had that thing. And he would he could help them along and they scored Decent with him there, like Marshand and Pasternak, but they've really dried up without um, without Bergeron being there. But you know what can you do? This week getting relegated, it's the Boston Bruins. Celebi until until Jamel Smith lands and becomes your new number one centre, and um, of course, of course, absolutely bangs it out. Yeah, exactly. Now, I guess then. As we got to topics, we'll probably start, as we mentioned it, with the uh, the Board of Governors meeting and the Seattle, what are we going to call them? Kraken? What's your money on for the for the name? It can't be Metropolitans, because that's just fucking stupid. But they were they were the, the Metropolitans like 100 years ago, weren't they? Yeah, I know, but now there's a Metropolitan Division and there's the New York Mets. So if you want to have an original name, you can't go with the New York. Uh, you can't go with the Met, the Metropolitans, because people will just call them the Seattle Mets. Yeah, I, I, I've got I hear the, I've got the list of I've got the list of potential team names here that were filed by 
by the t- you know by the team that was putting Seattle the Seattle expansion together. Oh, so shit, there you go. That's that's I've genuine got, speculation right there. Yeah, I've got emeralds, totems, rainiers, evergreens, kraken, renegades, sea lions. That's awful. Firebirds, cougars. That's sexy. Eagles can't have that. Seals, whales, sockeyes. Who <laughs> said fuckeyes? No sockeyes. <laughs> <laughs> the Seattle fuck faces. <laughs> now, for for me, I don't, is a is a sockeye kind of fish or like uh, what is it? Honestly, I don't know. What whatever it might be, it sounds a bit slurry, doesn't it? A sockeye. Let's find out. <laughs> what if it, oh, it's a, oh, it's a kind of salmon. It, it turns out it is in fact a racial slur. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look. Oh, Jesus, it means that? Well, I can't say that. No. Oh, my God. But you know what I mean? Like, it just sounds a bit... It sounds a bit salty. A bit... A bit untoward. Yeah, it is a bit. No, yeah, it's it's a kind of... Um, it's a kind of salmon. This doesn't sound good, does it? This is it. I was going to say the combination of the fact that it does sound a bit close to the line, even though it's not, but it just sounds it. And it's not a very good name to start with. That'd be enough for me to say, nah, veto that. Um, did you see the Did you see the jersey that somebody put on Wyshynski's Twitter for the Seattle Kraken? No. Oh, what? Oh, no, amazing. wait. With the the S that was made out of like an octopus arm, a tentacle. Tentacle. Yeah. Oh. Phenomenal work. <laughs> so good. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I find all these concepts are a bit tat, to be honest. I know, but like never, it, it, we're never going to agree, are we? It was the same with Vegas. Everyone went, the Golden Knights, fucking hell, that's shit. Yeah. And then they released the logo. Well, that's fucking stupid as well. And now it's just, they're just Vegas and we just get along with it and it's fine. Yeah, it just it just is what it is. Like, Yeah. Uh, so it's a shame though, isn't it? Like, that's, that's that. And it's probably going to be, a, well, it might not be crap, but it might well be. It is hockey after all though. Yeah, it's almost certainly going to be uh, going to be a little bit crap. I'm I'm hoping it's not going to be the emeralds. I think emeralds is a bit. Um, it's just fucking shit, really. Um, Rangers, like yeah, not not really about that. I think my money. I'm, I'm leaning towards totems. I think it might end up as totems, as there's that whole thing. Like they've got the Thunderbirds there already as the WHL team, and there's a bit of a link to um, Native American history. Not that I know particularly well, but there you go. I'd I'd put yeah, that's a good point. If if they go for Trump's totems, right. yeah, it's not awful. It's not great. Kraken would be cool, but it won't be Kraken. It's a bit too nineties, really, isn't it? It's a bit yeah. I think maybe like think about it now. Maybe Kraken is just it seems a bit try hard. Yeah, I don't know why. I, d- I, d- I don't really like right it. It's just a bit like, yeah, th- that's absolutely it. It doesn't. But then I don't think many of the names really fit in that well. No, you're right. Unless they go for like eagles or whatever, or if they go for firebirds, that'd be a bit crap, wouldn't it? That's proper. Like, yeah. But if you've already got the thunderbirds, why not have the firebirds? Yeah, but the thunderbirds better than yeah. totems. Yeah, but you, there's not really a link between the junior team, like apart from ge- geographically. But That's yeah, it just sounds a bit like I'm 13 and I'm doing a creative team on NHL, whatever it is. <laughs> the firebirds. Yeah. I can't have devil. That's already taken because I'm so car- like cool and hard. 
I know, Firebird. That's cool. That just sounds a bit shit. Squaw! There you go. That's what a Firebird sounds like. <laughs> so, this obviously leads to a realignment of the divisions. And my question now, Will, uh, which was mentioned by uh, Sean McIndoe on Twitter, is why don't they just move Arizona next season and have done with it? So it's just done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's about, really. I think that's a bit of an indication that like the Coyotes do not want to move to the Central Division at all. For, yeah. for a, a cacophony of reasons, travel being an obvious one, but I think more importantly, the fact that the Central is a more dangerous division than the Pacific. And if, I, if I'm in John Jacobs' shoes, I'm saying, no, I want to stick in the Pacific for as long as possible. Um, yeah, I, I'd imagine... I'd imagine either the NHL just hadn't thought about it, or if they did, the Coyotes probably vetoed it and said, no, we're not going until we have to. There was some pushback, apparently, wasn't there, from um, Andy Barraway, the owner. He, he Apparently, he did say that... He kind of put his point across, and Bill Daly just went, uh, nah, mate, sorry. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, about that, mate. Uh, no. Yeah, your name's not down. You're not coming in. It's yeah. a, it's not going to matter in the long run because they're going to become the Houston Coyotes anyway. Oh, sorry. Yeah, when, when I meant move them, I didn't mean move them in divisions. I meant just move the team to Houston. <laughs> full, sorry. full stop. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah. Should have been a lot clearer. One thing I thought was because there was then mention somebody mentioned, well, why can't why, are we going to get more teams? And I think Bettman said in his uh, in his press conference, well. Riding a 30-second team, not because it makes everything nice and neat and tidy, just because it benefits the league to have teams, to have 32 teams. So I thought, well, as we mentioned, and it was mentioned ages before Seattle even sort of tried, you know, was talked about initially, was that there was a a team in Houston would be something that's viable. They have a huge market there, lots of fans and all that kind of thing. Quebec City, I know... A ton of people in the Canadian media, for example, want a team in Quebec City. So if you can get two teams there, could you then have two teams in Europe to make it nine? So then you have nine in each division, and then you have a playing so a playing game like baseball, a one-off playing game for the playoffs. So nah. it's not no nah 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 like. Let alone that those that number, like I don't think that the NHL in Europe is ever going to work, and like they might end up doing like an NHL Europe, like sort of, you know, um, alternative league, but they're never in a million years going to incorporate European teams into the NHL proper. Never in a million years. It'd be a, it'd be well, a if le- we come back if we come back in the year one million two thousand and eighteen. I will call you a liar. But there's one there. It wouldn't have happened within a million years, Dan. If they've started in, in 2018-19, that is, by my definition, after a million years, personally. Um, but yeah, log- logistically, it's never going to work. And as, as the NHL, uh, sorry, NFL proved in the 90s, NFL Europe, like it's just not... It's, the, the market isn't there, I don't think. I just don't think it's going to work that well. But not even somewhere like I mean, you know, like like somewhere in Sweden or Denmark or where hockey is established. I'm not talking England because that would die, you know, that would die death on its arse. But somewhere where hockey is established, I mean, you think like Sweden and Finland, they've got a rich history of players playing in the league. Yep. 
if there was gonna if there was gonna be a team, you would you know you would put one. I would put if it was me and there was a chance to have two teams in Europe, I'd have one in Sweden and one in Finland. Um, I agree. It's it's probably it's probably not going to happen. But if any if any league's going to do it, I think the NHL would be would be the first to do it from the four major ones for sure. So so what you're saying about um, yeah Sweden and Finland already well established that'd be the place to do it. It's a little bit different. But what if you know La Liga started up La Liga England La Liga UK? There's a rich history of players playing the sport in that country. There's a big big following for it like yeah if you're gonna rail real madrid london barcelona manchester like people aren't going to turn out for those games are they necessarily no but it's not quite it's, it's not the same it, football though is it no it's, it's not I the same get, but it's, it's a similar saying. idea though, isn't it saying. like yeah you've got all these oh, no, I agree. yeah all these fans like you know big frilunda fans big varho fans you know all this that and the other Name another Swedish team, maybe, if anyone can possibly do such a thing. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, if you just suddenly put in, like, oh, the Gothenburg Flyers, like, of the NHL Europe, like, people aren't yeah. going to come out to that. Like, they're still going to be Modo fans or whoever plays out of Gothenburg, like. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know. Something else, anything else on Seattle for you? Or. You just wait and see now. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I don't know if it's been covered or not. But when are they going to have the expansion draft? Are they going to have it like after? So if if Seattle are starting play in 21-22, but there isn't going to be any play in twenty twenty one because of the lockout, are they going to be in the draft in twenty or twenty one? Good question. Doesn't yeah? I don't know. Is the answer? I've not seen it. I've not seen any mention of that anywhere. Because you also know that Vegas is going to be exempt from the draft. Yeah, which is a bit That's weird odd that to me. Far far away. Like I get it when we were sort of expanding every other year, but yeah, I mean it's it's going to be what five years after they've started. Like and they've gone to the cup final already. It's uh, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> bit unfair. Very odd. Um, what else came out of that governor's meeting? Eugene Melnick making the uh, making the rounds again because he can't seem to keep himself out of the news. Suing his business partner for $700 million. Oh, Jesus Christ. A, um, did you not know it was that much? I didn't know he was doing such a thing at all. All I knew is he wasn't at the board of governor's meetings. It's the, uh, the obviously the redevelopment of the Liberate and Flats area where Ottawa were looking to get an arena sort of put in downtown as well as all, you know, sort of housing and all that kind of thing. And it's all failed. So uh, Mr. John Ruddy is being sued by Melnick. John Ruddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not like John Ruddy. <laughs> no one's going to get that joke apart from <laughs> maybe 10 people. But uh, yeah, so Melnick's suing him for it, uh, for it all falling through. But now someone's, uh, I've got the name here somewhere, a third party. This sounds like like the most shellest of shell companies ever. Devcor Candarel DLS Group announced it would be interested in taking over the project, which would then include um, an arena for Ottawa, which they need. Curious, 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 curious. Why? What are you thinking? I mean, it should be interesting if if the senators get a new arena, wouldn't it? It would. And Bet- Gary Bettman was said he's kind of is a bit annoyed that it's not being sorted out because he stepped in didn't he with Edmonton and Pittsburgh 
and sort of help them facilitate and move along and get things done. And I'm wondering if he's thinking. He said he said that he wouldn't step in on if you know if he didn't need to, and he said that Melnick has assured him that he can make Ottawa work where they are now, which is the liest lie since a massive lie was told because he, it's not working at the moment. And if Ottawa are not playing as well in the next couple of years, it's going to get even worse and even worse, isn't it? That's the, the so, ownership equivalent of backing your coach, saying, this is our guy, we're going to stick with him to the end. Yeah, to vote confidence. Oh, would you look at that? The end is half an hour from now when we've got another press conference. Yeah. There's a funny... There's NHL at the moment and arenas. Arizona's looking for somewhere. The... I mentioned Danny Barraway before, the owner. He's looking for a partner to help him, I don't know, try and get the team sort of going again. And maybe he's losing money. I don't know. There's a Calgary arena situation as well. Um, I was just this like, this is, it's really weird that this is something that seems to happen all the time in hockey. That just arenas just, we need it. We need an arena. <laughs> like what? You never see, let me try and think. I'm thinking like even middle table football teams. Like, oh, even, all right, here's a case. Tottenham. Tottenham need a new stadium. Okay. So they just, they just go and build a new stadium. Whereas hockey teams, it's all finagling and wrangling and this guy doesn't want to do it. And now there's fucking litigation. And what, why? Why can't these hockey teams just have an arena built? And I don't get why there's not more like, like you think Arsenal got what, 300 million from Emirates to, to name it the Emirates Stadium? Is that about right? Something like that? Some Surely there's got to be some some sort of sponsorship angle there where you can get some sort of funds raised. And it's got to be relatively... Oh, I don't know if it is cheaper to build a hockey arena than a football, football stadium. It must be. I don't know. Like, it's, it's smaller, but like football stadiums are open area. Oh, no, no. It has to be more to, to build a football stadium. Yeah, of course. The only difference is there's be. a roof. That's it. But you're underestimating how much a roof costs. But then you've you've got to put in all the facilities <laughs> for um like freezing the ice and stuff, haven't you? But that's the same in football. You have to put in the, you have to put under soil heating in so you don't get the frost. Mm. It can't be that much difference it can't be that much difference to heat the ground than to cold the, than to freeze the ground. Oh no, definitely. Definitely more difference. No, no way. One, no way. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's not saying the bloody, like you know, oh, I'm sure a little plug-in heater uses the same amount of energy as a fridge, right? Yeah, it doesn't. But it's not going to be amazingly different. <clears throat> You've got a two hundred foot hockey rink or a hundred and ten yards of grass. Yeah, but you've just got to like you've. It's easy to heat things up. It's hard to freeze them. I'm not sure. If you have a background in heating or freezing things, please get in touch uh, at, <laughs> at Two Bits One Puck. <laughs> if, uh, if either Mr. Freeze or... Um, who's like the... There's that flying... Well, Firefly, yeah, or Firefly from the DC Universe. If, uh, yeah, there you go. Touch, uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, if you want to get in touch with us, please do. <laughs> just do it. Just For record, though, I think you're crazy. For record, though, I think you're crazy. Oh, likewise, mate. Likewise. I feel, I feel like this episode is going to carry on with a, a theme of us being thoroughly <laughs> against each other. But before we move on, I do want to update you, Dan, as I'm sure you're uh, on tent hooks waiting to find out. This Russian beer is diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> it is... 
Yes, folks, before the show, Will told me he'd got 30 beers for 30 English pounds. Now, I don't know if any of you have got maths degrees or are an advanced statistician like I am, but that works out as to one pound per beer, which, yes, is a horrendous price to pay for a beer because, as we found out now, not only is it cheap, it also tastes bloody awful. Oh no, this isn't my um, my thirty beers for thirty quid. That's all. Um, oh, you're devastated. Unlucky, mate. Unlucky. That's all. Um, premium Goose Island Beer Company beer. That's got every last drop of those thirty beers is going to be sweet, delicious nectar. No, this was um, <laughs> this was from some other thing that was uh, not quite as good a, a deal. But um, was this a one pound five per beer? I, I can't even remember to be honest I think it was like 18 beers for 20 quid something like that <laughs> and uh, unfortunately pretty much then yeah this comes with three of these uh, mysterious Siberian beers and um yeah it is it is something else it turns out folks that drinking mysterious liquid in Russian is not good for you who knew <laughs> I like it doesn't even smell enough like beer for it to definitely be beer but the <laughs> But it came from a semi-reputable beer beer selling website, so it has to be beer, surely. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. No one's ever paid for something over the internet and been duped, have they? <laughs> it's it's really fruity, but in like a a very negative way for a beer, like off fruit, like fruit with maggots in it. I, I mean, no, there's not maggots in it. I mean, it's quite a dark one. There could be a maggot in the middle. There you go. There aren't many maggots in it. <laughs> yeah. At the you very least, <laughs> maybe that's really it's not enough. Drop a couple of maggots in there, a bit of bitter to counteract the sweetness. One star review. Where were my bloody maggots? This is a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I paid one pound eight pence for this beer. There's a bad boy wolf on the uh, meat. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Was. There's a wolf and a bunch of Russian writing on the label. What more could you want? That's like the metalest beer I've ever drunk. But um, <laughs> oh dear. What can we do? What can we do? Let's move on to another topic. We can do that. Let's talk about... Uh, what should we go we, with? We're going to talk about the elephant in the room. Because I, f- I, yeah. like, I feel like you're avoiding it. I'm not avoiding it. You are avoiding av- it. All right. You are All avoiding right. it a bit. Well, I'm not avoiding being right, Will. So. Oh, I've had a laugh. I've had a laugh from going All right. Tom Wilson, Ryan Reeves. Ovechkin's 20th on the season. Whoa. Wilson got hit again. Yep. And I think it was Reeves that got him, wasn't it? And he's down. That hurt. And they're going after anybody that they can find there. I'm not going to say, did you see it? Because even people who don't watch hockey have seen it. <laughs> have, you, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? So, well. You have... I'll, I'll give you the floor for your opening argument as to why you believe your opinion which is thus. Um, I think it's disgraceful. That is absolutely disgraceful. What has happened is, um, you know, let, let's have a little thought exercise, right? We've had, um, we've had a player with no name who's been running around taking cheap shots, hits to the head, dangerous plays, late plays, hits from behind, yada, yada, yada. Um, loathed league-wide apart from the uh, other 20 players on this team that's another question uh, loathed league-wide reviled by fans for his dangerous play 
people saying he should never be able to play in the AHL again. That's fine. Player B comes along and performs a very similar, <laughs> extremely, extremely similar hit. And f- for some reason, uh, fans, fans around the world are getting semis over this. Solely because it was perpetrated against player A. Just because it's Tom Wilson and Ryan Reeves is enacting some weird fetishised revenge on Tom Wilson doesn't mean that it's not a dangerous play and the sort of play that we need to be getting out of the league in the first place. What Ryan Reeves has done is Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson. I don't give a fuck that it's against Tom Wilson. He's still perpetuating that sort of dangerous play, those dangerous hits that we want to get out of the league. We can't, uh, on one hand, demonise Tom Wilson, throw the book at him, suspend him, say, oh, this is exactly the sort of thing that we don't want in the game. And then just because Ryan Reeves is good-looking, has a good social media presence and performs a dirty hit against Tom Wilson, then, you know, suddenly sort of admonish him and say, oh, well done, Reeves, you know, just because a bigger bully has come to beat up the bully doesn't mean that he's not a bully as well. It's just, I can't... The hypocrisy around it is just ridiculous. Are you done? No. But I want to let you... (laughs) I'm, I'm saving my energy for whatever nonsense you're about to spout. It's interesting that while you were talking and I wasn't listening, I was lumbering up for my points, which was, uh, which was, which was thus. It's absolutely fine to bully the bully if the bully shows no remorse, no compassion, and no care and attention to his other fellow professionals. If Tom Wilson is not going to show care and attention to his fellow professionals and the league as as we pointed out last week it was bullshit by fucking George Pyros and play safety and all that to not hand down some punishment on Tom Wilson for what he did while he was essentially I know he wasn't but at, like the argument we used last week on parole then what do they expect is going to happen as Ryan Reeves pointed out in his interview I know if he sees me He'll hit me first. I can't let that happen. Tom Wilson's fault has brought it all on himself is he has now set himself out as somebody who will hit you from the blind side and not give a shit about you or your career or anything. And if he's going to do that, why shouldn't I do that to him? Because if I don't, if I don't, he might do it to me. Can we take a step back? Look at this this problem on a bigger scale, Dan. So say say as a country who uh, is <laughs> we go. Threat- we go. <laughs> threatening to use chemical weapons. Yes, and the UN says, as as everyone would agree, you know, chemical weapons bad. We don't like chemical weapons. That's naughty. And then they suddenly turn around and in and say, uh, in order to stop you from using chemical weapons, we are going to unleash chemical weapons upon you before you do it. What sort of a deterrent is that? Like, what sort of way of enforcing the law is that? Like, because you're just you're providing more example of the use of of that sort of force 
And then, you know, the person who's then been victim to that sort of thing is, right, this is how you behave when you are, you know, the ruling class or whatever. All Ryan Reeves has done in this situation is shown Tom Wilson, right, this is what people do. There's another example of people doing it. I might as well carry on doing it because it's a thing. I don't think I could disagree more. (laughs) If I tried. Alright, here's the thing. We're not looking at it as in Ryan Reeves ran over someone else. Now, if you were to, if you were to use a chemical weapons analogy, that's fine. Okay. But you would have to say you would only use chemical weapons on that one person. Well, no, because no, that doesn't work. You, it would have to be that the person has already used chemical weapons and then you use them on that one person to say, see? This is how it feels. It's fucking shit, isn't it? That's how you make people feel. Well, it's the same as when it's the same as when your kid does something, and you have to make a point and say to them, "Hang on a minute. If you do this, I'm going to do it to you." And they go, "All right then. Oh yeah, shit. Okay, yeah. I, I won't. I won't. I won't do that then." So this is the same. So your your daughter, she's at school, gets into a fight, hits another kid in the face. <laughs> You're saying yeah. you, you take Rome and you lamp her one on the chin. Say No. Is that- if my kid at school, right, if my kid at school hits another kid in the face and the teacher tells her off and she's you know, she gets a lesson at home, we have a big chat, blah blah blah, she's suspended for a week. You can do like like this is direct you've really shot yourself in the foot here. This is you've really plexico burrished yourself with this because this is a direct comparison. She gets sent home for a week. And then I say to her, you've learned your lesson. Yes, you won't do it again. I'll try to be a better player. I'll try to be a better daughter, sorry. (laughs) She then goes back to school. And three days later, she pushes a kid over and the kid falls on their face. If another kid then walks up to my daughter and smashes her in the chops, that's her fault. That's her fault. She deserves it. Tom Wilson... I don't want to, oh, am I going to say, no, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm doubling, I'm tripling down on this. He deserved that because he does not give a shit about any other player in this league. Clearly. Well, if it wasn't for the fact, right, if Ryan Reeves did it to Ovechkin to prove a point to Tom Wilson, that's really stupid. And I would say, yeah, that's a stupid thing to do. That's a really dumb idea and a stupid idea. But because he's done it to the guy who did it, I'm fine with that. You you deserve that, Tom Wilson, because you're a fucking prick. And you have shown no remorse and no care or attention to anybody. So why should any other player show the same care and attention to you? Oh, but then, like, this is the problem. You can't just isolate it to certain players. Like, if we want to get... You absolutely can't. No, if you, you want to get dangerous plays out of the game, if you want to get head hits out of the game, if you want to get blindside hits out of the game, if you want to get fucking anything, you can't just then say, oh, well, if the goons want to do it to each other, that's absolutely fucking fine. Because it's not going to stay in that isolated little bubble. Tom Wilson has already proved this. And Ryan Reeves going out and blindside, blindside hitting Tom Wilson is, like... I, again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but clearly it has to be done. It's perpetuating that sort of behaviour and those sort of actions on the ice and thus making it more acceptable because it happens more regularly. If you want to get rid of head hits and dangerous play, you have to get rid of it for everyone, no matter who's put, who's performing the hit, no matter who's receiving the hit. Like, I don't, I don't care if you put Scott Stevens back out there and then put Eric Lindros on there and say, right, give him a fat shoulder to the to the chin 
and center right. It's like no, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It's not how you progress as a sport. It's not how you change opinions and you change behaviors by having these caveats and and allowing specific instances to go without repercussion. It's not a good thing that I forget which Devils player it was, but it's not a good thing that he didn't get that Wilson didn't get suspended for for blindsiding that Devils player the other day. But it's it doesn't mean that what Reeves did to Wilson is is any better. I'm not saying it's better, but I don't disagree with it. Like because I- at some point at some point if the league is not going to do the right thing, the players are going to police it themselves. Maybe, maybe if yeah, like you say, if 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 Tom Wilson had got an additional suspension or he hasn't had his sentence reduced or whatever, yeah, clearly this wouldn't have happened. And if he'd have come back and been clean up to now, and this had happened, fine. Yep, Ryan Reeves, that's a bad play. But I'm telling you, even even then people would still have been saying Ryan Reeves did a good thing because Tom Wilson needs to be taught a lesson. I get it. I get it. It's not a great thing. You shouldn't be blindside hitting people, but there are absolutely exceptions to the rule. And Tom Wilson's an exception because he is that kind of player. And he needs to learn that he, how else is he going to learn? He's clearly not learned already. He got a 20 game suspension reduced to 14 and seven days after he comes back, he blindside hits a guy. How else is he going to learn? It's the league's fault. They should have then done something. Yes. But every single player is looking at Tom Wilson thinking, I'm after to hit you first because you're clearly going to hit me because he's done it fucking like eight times or something. There are exceptions. If you, if you, right, if you, well, I had this, I had this example last week about, you said about mugging somebody and like, I said, oh, well, you know, if you went to jail for armed robbery or something. If you beat up a guy in the street and then his mate comes along and beats you up, that's your fault. You shouldn't have beaten up the guy in the first place. I get it. The police then will do something about your mate as well, who's then beating up the uh, beating up guy B. Yeah, that's fine. Everyone's going to get told off. But <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that you can't believe that the players are going to take the law into their own hands when the league fucking pusses their way out and making a, and making a tough decision, which they should have done with Tom Wilson. I, I completely understand why it's happened, but I'm saying it's not right. Your your example of someone getting mugged and then having getting beaten up by their mate, that's not what's happened here. It's not like Wilson performed that blindside hit of the devils and then one of the other devils came and jumped him and fight, fought him. Like I don't, I don't even care. You could like have him on the ice and punch him in the face. Fair enough. But the, what's happened here is somebody you know beats somebody up in the community, goes to court, doesn't get sent to jail, is then re- released, and then some other random person is like, right now I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy because he did that to some other bloke. Like it's not the league have failed in their handling of the Wilson situation. Full stop. Even dating back to the fallacy that was the farce with the um with the arbitrator. But it's not on Ryan Reeves to to enact some weird social vengeance upon him because we're going to end up in the in back in like the dark days of player policing games and have things like like you saw on Twitter this week uh, Pavel Bure that old clip of Bure like 
elbowing <laughs> Shane Churner in the head. The mother of all elbows. Mate, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And like, that's the dark... Well, I'm not saying we're anywhere near that yet, but that's the dark path that we're aiming our compass towards. If if we're saying that right, the only way we can like deal with dirty players is, is by having other players take care of them, like, that's how you end up with Martin McSorley, like, cracking... Um, Ah, oh, what was his name? I can't remember. But the the high stick on on it wasn't Anson Carter, it was someone else. No. Anson Carter. Anyway. Was like, anyway, whoever like, because how you end up with Todd Bertuzzi and Steve Moore? Like, it's not. I understand why Ryan Reeves did it. I compl- I'm not that naive. Like, I get it. I absolutely get it, and I understand why people think it's a good thing that. Wilson got a taste of his own medicine and there isn't an extent like I, I do get like that might be the way that he learns but we have to look at these like we have to treat these instances just as badly as we would like the Tom Wilsons of the world whether it's revenge or not if we want to change the attitudes if we want to change the behaviour patterns of these players you can't pick and choose which ones you um you punish and um, which ones you sort of ostracise based on you know perceived moral high ground. Now I don't disagree with that. So in my opinion, a blindside hit is it's the worst it's one of the worst, dirtiest things you can do in a hockey game. Because there's no way any player can ever protect themselves from a blindside hit. They just it's it's physically impossible. And I know about, oh, yeah, you know, get your head on a swivel and blah, blah, blah. But no, it, it just doesn't work. If it's a blindside hit, it's a blindside hit. And I think from the league has to say any blindside hit on any player carries an automatic 10-game, 15-game, 20-game suspension, something like that. There's no grey area. That's it. There's no arbitration. There's none of this fucking, oh, well, if you look, he, you know, he moved his head at the last second, so maybe, no. And then maybe this wouldn't, this, maybe this wouldn't happen. But I got no problem. I got it's because, and again, I'm saying this again, because it's because it's Tom Wilson. I am absolutely fine with making an exception because it's him. I have no issue because he needs to fucking learn. And he's clearly not, he's clearly not learning by losing money or by the league trying to say something to him or by then thinking, well, oh, fucking hell, I got away with one there. I've actually got six games back and got. I don't know, $700,000 back in my pocket I thought I was going to lose. He's not learning. So there's some way he's got to learn. And if it's Ryan Reeves coming at him, then I'm fine with that. So be it. For for me, and I, I don't know if this is being a hypocrite at my own point, like, if, if Reeves had gone out and fought him, that would have been more acceptable for me, personally. Especially where you know, I agree because Reeves would have eaten him alive. No, it, it absolutely would have served the same sort of message. He could have gone out there, not he, a could chance. Have, he could have not instigated, a he could have been shouting, This is what you get for preying on the rest of the league, and fed him nope. his lunch. Like, no, nope. not a chance. Also, so it's better to, to interfere with him and give him a concussion, give him a brain injury, and, and lead to the premature death of Tom Wilson. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. <laughs> I'm really close to saying it. <laughs> like fighting him would not fighting him would not have served the same purpose in any way. 
Because, uh, because and it, uh, this is something we've said before, and it's crazy, a fight in hockey is just a fight in hockey. That's nothing. Everyone plays fight all the time in hockey. Not as much now as you used to, of course, but they still fight in hockey. And if you fight Tom Wilson, oh, Tom Wilson got in a fight. All right, big surprise. But you blindside hit him. Now everyone's taking. Now everyone's taking note. And I will say, I will say as well, Will, you might be the only person I've seen who's not set. I know. Hey, like, Ryan Reeves, you're the best. They're talking about setting up GoFundMe's if he gets fined. That's how much they love this the stuff. They like, they're so happy mad, with it. Mad, mate. The world's gone absolutely mad. It's I, I can't. It's only because it's Tom Wilson. There's no doubt about it. I know, it. I know, absolutely. But and I, like I said, like I said last week, when he didn't concuss, it, it, there was no problems with the again. God, I feel so terrible forgetting that Devils player's name. But oh, there was were, that. Yeah, it was a blindside hit, but it was like back shoulder, back shoulder, blah blah blah. But there should have been an exception made by the league in that situation. There should have been an exception, and they should have said to Tom Wilson, "Are you fucking kidding me? Here's another ten games." And if one, if the arbitrator wants to fucking reduce it again, fine, we'll get a different arbitrator. Because you, you are just taking the piss now. And he's taking the piss so much. The players must be thinking of every team, every team, not just Ryan, not just the, the uh, not just the Golden Knights, but any team must have saw that and gone, yeah, that's what you fucking get. That's what you get. And that's what all the fans did because it's him. Only because it's him. And if, if, if next week Ryan Reeves blindside hits, Fucking, I don't know, Sam Bennett or something. Yeah, I'll be calling for his head because it's, I, I, yeah, that's hypocritical. I get it. But there's exceptions to every rule. Tom Wilson's the exception to this rule. Absolutely. It just feels like a loss of a loss of reason on on behalf of of the hockey community. And yeah, yeah, I'm in I'm in the minority. But um, yeah. There Have we you go. Got, listen, right? If say somebody. Say somebody, you, say your dad's walking back from like his, his job or something. Okay, he's walking back from the church or something, and somebody sets to him and, and like really roughs him up, like breaks a couple of ribs, gives him a black eye, breaks his arm, blah blah blah. And you're like motherfucker. So you tell somebody you know about this. That guy then goes out and beats up the guy who attacked your dad. Is part of you not thinking? Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you beat that guy up because you hurt somebody who, and I'm not, again, I know Ryan Reeves isn't close to any player, but it's like, it's a player, the players, you know what they're like, you know, they're all together. It's a, it's and a it's fraternity, a weird little, isn't it? Fraternity, yeah. Even if you play for different teams, you see it at the All-Star game and stuff. It's, it's not like none of them want to talk to each other or don't, they all talk to everyone else. There's no, oh, there's Kana. Oh, Burnsy, how's it going? Oh, cool. Oh, there's Marshy. It's none of that. You know, they all talk to each other. It doesn't matter what conference you're in, what anything you're in. It, it's like you say, yeah, it's a frat. And it's just become, because of the spinelessness of the league and not making an exception, Tom Wilson's now become the exception where it's okay. And you would think, right? Yeah, fucking good on you. Because it's about time that piece of shit learned. After like <laughs> the sixth time or something, you have to go in front of play safety in a year. Like, I'd, yeah, I'd, I do get it. And yeah, in, in in that real world scenario, there would be a part of me that thinks, "Yeah, good, you you good. got what you deserved." And to an extent, in this, I completely get the idea of Tom Wilson deserving it. And there even is a part of me that does think, like, "Yeah, he got what was coming to him," but it's not right. 
it isn't right at all. And especially like in this microcosm, this this sort of micro ecosystem that we have in this league of seven hundred players. Only seven hundred people are allowed to play in this league. You you are able to control those that environment, you're able to affect the change in behaviour and mentalities much more than you are in the wider world. And I just think, yeah, if we're trying to promote a safer game, it's got to be a safer game for all. The Yeah, it's it's just not Ryan Reeves' responsibility. As much as it is, and I understand, like, you know, he, is, he has good intentions and all that, and, and there's, there is a righteous element to it if you want to look at it through that sort of lens. It's just not. A wise man once said, Dan, an eye for an eye and the world goes blind. And a blind side hit for a blind side hit. And the whole world has CTE. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I, agree, I agree with what you're saying. The league should be like knocking these things out and they shouldn't have asked a They should be sending <sighs> hit, hit squads of. <laughs> of goons up from the AHL. In this year's draft, you can only draft players who are six, seven, or taller. <laughs> what What are you saying no. is Gary Bettman should have run Tom Wilson over with his car outside of the Capital One <laughs> Arena <laughs> from behind, <laughs> and then got Milbury no, out of the back of to course. beat him with a shoe? Of course, the league should be taking care of players delivering blindside hits, and. The fault of this, even coming to this, as I've said, is the leagues. And they should have absolutely done something after the devil's hit by Wilson. They absolutely should have done. Because it was, once you do that and nothing happens, fucking you're a marked man. Because players are going to think, shit, there's Tom Wilson. I better do something. He's going to get me. If you just, do you know what I mean? Me. If you're skating around the rink and you, uh, you, but if you're skating around the rink and you know Tom Wilson's behind you, it doesn't matter how tall you are or how big you are. Because he's not going to come at you for a fair fight, is he? He's just going to come at you from behind and knock you into the boards or something or knock your face first onto the ice, and he's not going to care. And he's going to be like, oh, well, another suspension. Oh, well. And at some point, at some point, the inmates are going to revolt and start running the assault. And that's what's happened, and it's the, it's the league's fault. It is the league's fault this has happened because they should have made sure that Wilson wasn't anywhere near a rink anyway. But it's- I've got to say something else as well. is in this era of me wanting I bet Tortorella fucking loved it didn't he me wanting (laughs) a bit more a bit more hatred in the game have you seen the Sportsnet little two and a half minute video of the Reeves v Wilson sort of history no no I'm not (laughs) mate (laughs) you might change your mind after you watch it because they've put it together like it's a wrestling promo video or something or a boxing hype or like you know the MMA like UFC hype videos they do it just shows them both at different points getting the upper hand Wilson wins a fight Reeves wins a fight Wilson's chirping him do you remember in the in the cup last year and I, I said to you did you see Tom Wilson run at Ryan Reeves with his, he was about to cross check him and Reeves just smacked him in the face and he went down and, and Wilson went down immediately that's on there. They've got this on there, and they put it together. To, they put it to like this sort of gladiatorial, den, 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 music stuff. And I tell you, I got so hyped. I was so hyped. We Reeves v Wilson. Now the next time they play is box office. It's absolute box office. 
Is that is that I their first game? That's not their first game of the season, though. Is it? I think that's the that's the last time they've played. Is that the only time they're going to play now? Ah, oh. well, no, because they're playing they're playing two, and I think they've already had had the rematch. Oh, shit, I thought they had one more later on in the year. I must have. Got I, I, I might be oh, making well. it up, but um. Well, either way, either way, the next time they play, hopefully they're both still there because it's going to be something again. It's going to be interesting now to see how it's going to be interesting now to see how Tom Wilson acts after this. Concussed. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I can't say it. Uh, almost, almost, almost exposed the little, the little Nazi in you. There's a part. There is a part of me. Yeah, I've said this before. There's a very dark, evil side of me that just thinks, "Yeah, good. I hope. I hope it hurts. I hope you wake up in the morning and think, what day is it again? Because maybe now you won't do it. Maybe now you'll learn your lesson. We'll see." I would just like to say anyway. I do not endorse a single thing you've said today. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'll live it. I don't. I'll live with it. I don't mind. Now nah, they're done for the season. No more. Uh, no more caps nights. Shit. Unfortunately. Shit! Somebody pick up Ryan Reeves in a trade, please. <laughs> for the <laughs> love of God! Penguins. Just far, please. far over around the um, around the league. No. Yeah. <sighs> just send them around. I'm on a tour. <laughs> the anti-Tom Wilson revenge tour. <laughs> it's all t-shirts and everything. All the dates on the back, like a band. <sighs> oh, that was a good discussion, me. though. That, that was, that was, fun. That was I, I feel like that's our first um, first fight of this uh, relationship. It might be, yeah. I'm sure there's been something else. Nothing as big as that, though. But that was good. I enjoyed. All right, next thing. Chuck Fletcher is in. He was the favourite. And he's oh, there. They, God, there's been some tough breaks. There have been a few performance issues. So uh, clearly there's been some instability in goal. And I, I think if we can get some guys healthy, perhaps that could be an antidote to that where we can get that uh, consistency back. But it, it is a small sample size. Uh, sometimes that's not what people want to hear, but 25 games is, is not even a third of the season. Uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of runway left here. So... Uh, we have we have an opportunity. This group, uh, these coaches, these players, uh, all these staff members, we all have a group to to find a way to push and make the playoffs, and and that has to be our goal. I mean, we're right there. We're a few points back, but you know we're we're as strong as any of the teams right around us, and and uh, hopefully we can find a way to become a very good team as the season moves along. <laughs> you couldn't. You said last week, didn't you? Really, they're going to with Chuck Fletcher? And I said, well, you know, there's other people. Nope, they won't with Chuck Fletcher. You don't seem so uh, enamoured with his choice. Just like the, this guy got fired less than a year ago for not being able to get a team over the hump, and you're fucking hiring him for a team that can't get over the hump. Like I don't, I don't. It's just laughable at this point. Why? Why would you hire Chuck Fletcher? Why? He's he's managed to create the most impressively mediocre NHL team that has ever existed. And he you know, <laughs> did it while signing two of the worst contracts in, in the history of the league. Like, I don't... There's got to be a million people out there who are better at this job than Chuck Fletcher would be. And yet, for some reason, Chuck Fletcher's got it. It's just... They apparently like, interviewed, like, seven or eight people. 
but they but the report came out. I, can't, I cannot remember. It might have been in, in the Elliot's blog, but there, it said that he was the clear favourite immediately. Fuck immediately, me. that it was more his to lose than anyone else's to win. And they interviewed other people over the phone or via video messaging, whereas he got an in-person sit-down. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Hey. You know, all that kind of shit. Mm, how are the kids? Oh, you know, the ball and chain. Oh, my wife. Don't talk to me about my wife. And all that shit. Whereas everyone else is just, hello there. Who are you? <laughs> like, fuck it. Like, he was always going to get the job. I think, I think yeah. this has got to be the worst hire of the season. It is odd. Yeah, but... It's really odd. He's And he's not even going into a bad team either. He's going in... We said last week, Ron Hextall did a really good job. He's got young core. He's got good players. He's got all this cap space. He's got prospects coming out of the wazoo. Like... Yeah. It's just... Which he said he's not... Which he said he's not going to trade. Which so is apparently what, where Hextall What is he going to do? What is he going to do then? <laughs> like, I know. What's he going to do that Hextall didn't do? Apart from maybe somewhere try and find a better goalie before fucking... Carter Hart gets in there. Jesus Christ. Like, I, I, I just, I, I'm gobsmacked, Dan. I'm absolutely gobsmacked. Because like, cause he's, he's friends with somebody, isn't he? I can't remember who it was, but he's friends with somebody in the ownership group. He might have, yeah, it might have even been um, Paul Hungren, I think. Or, but he knows somebody from somewhere in the ownership group and that's why they got him in. It seems to have gone away from coaches now. Like we discussed, we discussed ages ago, didn't we? Oh, well, they don't want to give coaches a new job because they've got to show them around the building and they'd rather just get an old NHL coach who's not coached for a bit because he just knows, oh, okay, I'm a coach. This is what coaches do instead of coming up with new ideas. And now it's kind of seemingly happened here. They haven't sort of looked beyond anything else other than, he used to be, yeah, Chuck used to be a gym, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, we'll get him then. That's fine. The, the thing for me, though, is like if you get sacked as a GM, which Fletcher did. It's not like his contract ended or anything. He got outright sacked as a GM. That's basically saying you were shit at controlling every aspect of the team. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're a coach, you've got a reasonable level of like, ah, oh, you know, I didn't have the right team put together for me. I was just a, a victim of unlucky bounces or bad goaltending, whatever. If you're a GM, like you are the head of the ship, you're the captain of the ship. If you're getting sacked. Like, you have done uh, an objectively bad job. And especially to have been sacked within the last calendar year and then get rehired. Like, it's not like, you know, Chuck Fletcher was a GM three, four years ago and he could say, right, I've gone away, I've learned the error of my ways, I've been doing some studying, I've changed my approach, yada, yada, yada. He hasn't. No, no, no. no. He got sacked in June for being a shit GM and... For some reason, he's now been rehired six months later in, in the hopes that he's going to suddenly become a good GM. Like, it's just baffling. Absolutely baffling. And it wasn't like teams are clamouring for him either. He was working the devils in one of those fucking made-up jobs, wasn't he? Like assistant to the travelling secretary or some bullshit like that. <laughs> one of those just, I've heard of you, let's make up a job for you. Okay, thanks. It wasn't like teams are like, oh my god, Chuck Fletcher's free? Shit! <laughs> We better fire our GM immediately. No, you're just pottering around New Jersey, bits and bobs. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the the last oh, little kicker to this is like Chuck Fletcher did dick all as a wild GM. Like it's not like <laughs> it's not like he got fired because he was a renegade and he like you know 
was tra- you know making these wild trades like you know risking it all sort of thing. I know again they're a very mundane team. He built a mundane team that played mundane hockey and unsurprisingly performed to a mundane level. He's not going to suddenly come in and be like, I'm going to trade Claude Giroux for like Chris Tierney or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to be a radical. Yeah, like, like Craig Leopold calls him into his office. Here's a problem, Chuck. You're just too progressive, okay? We, we can't. We just can't cope with these ideas. All right. I'm sorry. It's, it's too much. <laughs> the team can't keep up. You with need to move around. on. You're so you're such a genius that we we just can't comprehend these ideas of, of of what you're suggesting for this team. So I'm sorry. We've just got to let you go. We need somebody more boring in. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> totally the opposite. <sighs> Fucking hell. I feel like I could have done a... Get Wayne Gretzky in there. Wayne Gretzky can't use a mobile phone. Get him in there. He'd have done a better play GM job than Chuck Fletcher will. Be, that'll be the kicker. We need to see Chuck on his mobile. If he's if he's doing the old man dad stab. I'd say, Fuck it, I knew it! I knew it! So, so explains it. He never did anything because he so, didn't know how to send an email. Also this week, I guess we could have talked about this before, after we talked about uh, Wilson and Reeves, was Tyler Batuti thinking for some reason... I'm just going to punch this man in the head who's in front of me. Now here's the play. Great play by Calvert. Now he goes up. Green comes across. Nice hit. He goes to take his stick. Now watch what happens. They won't give him his stick. He's going out. Now they're... Look at him. Look at them. Look at that. Mosh. Larkin. So Matt Calvert gets hit into the boards along the wings bench. He goes to leave, but Dylan Larkin grabs Calvert's stick. Calvert doesn't realise. As he goes to leave, he kind of gets pulled back a bit. Calvert then realises Larkin's got his stick, so tries to yank it away aggressively. Larkin then pulls Calvert into the bench. A couple of the Wings players sort of grab him and pull at him, like he's an extra from Village of the Damned or something. And while he's sort of leant over the Wings bench being pulled on, Tyler Batusi just thinks, well, I may as well punch this man in the head who's in front of me. Why not? Will, your thoughts on this? I mean, we've all been there. Uh, there's been... <laughs> A, an undeniable opportunity to punch what amounts to a stranger in the face, and you, <laughs> you have you have that that internal moment of first now or never. I'm either going to punch this person in the face now, or I may never get the chance to punch this person in the face ever again. And you just have to give in to that uh, primal Urge. instinct. <laughs> yeah, but the 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 thing that did it for me and and. People have undoubtedly seen a thousand slow-mo replays of Tyler Bertuzzi punching Matt Calvert in the face. Is the way that he lines up like he's fucking Captain Falcon doing the Falcon punch from Super Smash Bros. He <laughs> <laughs> gets his entire, like... I, I, I can't... He's, he's like a bloody boxer it's... that has ten minutes to line up his punch. Full-bodied, <laughs> like... This isn't a little rabbit sock. It's a proper... Bam. Just good punch. He he almost to me like he almost couldn't believe his luck. Oh my god, there's a free head right here. I have to punch it. This is my lucky day. And he starts windmilling his arm, goes around ten times and then kapow just fucking blast him in the <laughs> it, chops. He, he was it's insane. He was one step removed from doing an entire three sixty wind up for this punch. <laughs> like a roaring elbow or something. Fucking for, mad. For, for Bertuzzi, that was like game seven 
over time, you've got a yawning net in front of you. No, that, that was his equivalent. It's like, oh, wow. I suppose they better punch Matt Calvert in the face, isn't they? This is, <laughs> this is my destiny. Yeah, that's just, and it's true. If you've not seen the punch, it's not just a little jab. No, he fully can't believe it's his, you know, it's like his lottery numbers have just come in. <laughs> He's like, yes, free person's head right here. I mean, I'll tell you, Will, I can't honestly tell you the amount of times I've seen a man's head in front of me and thought, well, I've got to punch it. I have to punch this right now. Especially a man who's been piled on by three of my other friends. Because that's what happened. Another thing I absolutely love about his video is the way Mike Green like r- rushes in to <laughs> to defend his teammates from causing further damage to their face. Yeah, it's like, right, I better go help them. You you get out of there, Matt Calvin. Stop headbutting my teammates' fists, you animal. It's true. It's, it's like, like shit. That's Matt Calvert. I once saw him take out seven guys. It's like John Wick. Maybe maybe Matt Calvert's John Wick. Mike Green just thought, "Fuck, I better get in there." I once saw him kill seven guys with a pencil. <laughs> if there's eight of us, he hasn't got a chance. That's a rookie beating Matt Calvert up. I better protect him. Yeah, I better go and help him. Like, was that all I've seen is the is the videos of him getting punched in the head? Was there anything that contributed to it apart from him having the audacity to anything. exist? I've not seen anything. The only the, I've not seen anything. The only thing I saw was the fifteen second clip of him, like say, trying to get his stick back and it not working, and fucking hell, it just escalates from there. Mate, I want to I want to see what happens when someone gets checked into the Detroit bench. Like his Tyler Batuzzi is going <laughs> to jump on him and start like double axe handling him in the face. <laughs> it just comes off the top like a flying elbow. <laughs> I, I always had him down as more of a frog splash kind of guy personally. Oh, maybe. But bloody hell, that was insane. That was that was literal insanity. And and Christ. how do you feel about it? Do you do you wish ill on Matt Calvert, or is that is that different? No, I don't. No, you don't. No, funny. No, funny that. No, because as, as as you know, it's, it's like, there's exceptions to every rule. Uh, well, and you know, what, I mean, what if point. it was what if it was Ryan Reeves getting kicked in? No, yeah. still wouldn't think it was. Anything. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it's hypocritical. I don't give a shit. It's fucking Tom Wilson. He deserves it. There, I said it. All right. Again. That's just... Uh, somebody. Well, nothing, nothing more I can say about that, really. Somebody who also may have deserved some bad luck, if reports to be believed, is uh, Daniel Sprong, who was traded this week for Marcus Pettersson. I don't this think became... I this story. Go on. Regale. No, well, this was something that, that led me on to another little question after hearing about this trade. Was it stories? I, I read a couple of things that came out after that Sprong had a huge attitude problem. Oh. Somebody posted up his uh, his uh, card that the, the scouts fill out on players, and it was he's really cocky, he's very arrogant, but that happens nowadays. He's very cocksure, that kind of thing. There was another instance where a reporter said that some of the older Penguins players had made him take an Uber instead of being on the team coach from the hotels when they were playing games. No. So there was definitely something there. He'd stopped. They basically stopped. Like Mike Sullivan played him for three minutes or something against, I want to say the Oilers the other night. I could be wrong, but he'd like, he was in the team and, but he was benched essentially for the whole game. He played three minutes and 30 seconds or something like that. 
a great player, a great, I mean, no doubt at all in his ability. I mean, Spronger, I think it was Charlottetown, was over a point per game. And I think he was almost exactly a point per game in the AHL as well. So he's absolutely there in terms of talent. But he only played 42 games in three seasons with the Pens. So there's, there's clearly something about him that didn't sit right. So he's basically... Uh, first, actually. He's, um, he's Sammy Nasri, basically, is what you're trying to tell me. Lasano <laughs> Diara. <laughs> I guess um, so. What other, what other cocky so, French yeah. players can we think of? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. That is thoroughly... In- I haven't heard about any of this, but... Um, I mean, I can understand it. You're gonna get, you're gonna get someone like that. Every, even, even in such a reserved culture as, as hockey is, like you're gonna end up with, with someone of, of that sort of demeanour. Um, seems a bit extreme to put him in an Uber, doesn't it? Like, what? yeah, that was the one that got me. That I thought, wow, they must have really not liked him. Whatever happened to the good to old days it- of putting a man's clothes in the shower? Whatever happened to just shitting in a man's bag? Yeah, it's come on. Bag. Throwing your shoes out the window. Like, come on. Are we animals? Making them take an Uber. See, now, Will. Will, what if somebody had shit in Tom Wilson's bag? No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. See, that's... That's not going to okay. That's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just shitting in, that. shit in the bag. Nobody's, nobody's <laughs> really getting hurt by that, are they? <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was so a, that was... That was you go on, go on. I don't, no, it's, it's not even... I had an example I wanted to use in the Wilson argument that I forgot to use and I, I feel like I've missed out on my chance. But, um, yeah, say, sorry, dude, case is closed. It's fine, yeah, it's over. Sorry. No, no more submissions. <laughs> no, the judge's gavel is banged on the table and we're done. So that was the... I found that interesting in the Sprong-Petterson uh, trade. And then it became a thing of... that This reporter had this information about the Uber drive from about the Uber ride from something like 2016. And it got me thinking, he's clearly just sat on that piece of information for all that time. Maybe not thinking, well, I'll keep that because one day he's going to get traded. Some, you know, He's actually going to do something one day and I can bring this story out. It's just something he's heard and thought, I can't put this out there because it'll damage the team's, rep- or, you know, it'll damage the team or it might damage the cohesion of the team. And how close, just got me thinking, like, how close are these reporters to the players and the clubs that they cover? Because we saw off the Uber thing with the sense that they refused the reporter onto the, the plane, didn't they? The charter plane. Mm. And it must have to be a super fine balancing act where you're trying to report the news, but not something that's too bad. And it's like insiders getting scoops and. Stuff that you know, like I can't imagine Pierre Lebrun getting a live text on air and saying, "Oh, hang on, guys, I'm getting a report here that Nick Schmaltz is being traded for Brendan Pilling and Dylan Strome." What? Bit of a big trade that there. So the presenter goes, "Oh yeah, who, who gave you that story, Pierre?" And Bruce Pierre's like, "Oh, it's Bruce Johnson, the assistant to the assistant kitman for the Hawks. He's my insider over there. He gives me all this, all this knowledge." Like next day, Bruce is fired, and then you know, found sleeping with the fishes for, for giving out information. Like it's so, it's such a fine balance between reporting a story which is an interesting story that's an interesting thing that they made him take an uber on his own because they didn't like you know they're trying to teach him lessons and stuff to then not being able to report it because the team you cover will then be against you kind of thing that that's absolutely yeah i think where you say the balance 
it's that that one where you want to have that access. So you almost it's almost about picking your battles, really. Like Daniel Spawn being forced to take an Uber. I, as much of a story as it is, I don't think it's enough of a story outside of sort of tabloid sensationalism to be worth reporting until now. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to risk ruining yeah. your your relationship with a Daniel Sprong and B the rest of the team as well. Yeah, you know, over the sake of what's ultimately going to be a small scoop that's that catches fire for a week and then and then falls to the wayside as everything else does. Especially yeah. if you're trying to be a beat writer where like your bread and butter is made off of finding out the ins and outs of the team and like, you know, what's going on. You need to have that strong relationship. Um yeah, so I can I can understand it. I can understand it. I can I can see why. Yeah, there'd be certain in, bits of information that would be in that sort of caliber, if you will, that would be worth reporting. But I just don't think that forcing him to take a, an Uber is is enough. Or at least in this reporter's case, it absolutely wasn't enough because he didn't report it. No. I wonder how big. I wonder how big a big story is then. I wonder how many stories the reporters are just sitting on. Right. I mean, there's obviously going to be loads. Things have been told. Oh, yeah. Once any absolute Truckloads. blockbusters out there. Well, the same. Well, the same. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned Ottawa, but same with Hoffman and Carlson, wasn't it? People knew about that, and it's always it was always said. Well, you know, there's some discontent, maybe some of the players, but we didn't really know what was going on. No. And then it turns out it's, no, I, I, it's that. Fucking hell. Out there right now, there have to be, you know, tons and tons of of little behind-the-scenes stories that which would very much be in the public interest, but yeah. not enough that, that people feel the responsibility to report it. You know, because it doesn't really benefit anyone to know that Daniel Spong's hated by his teammates, or was, allegedly. Well, that's not that's not going to get you anywhere, sort of thing. So it's uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think that in itself is an interesting little window into the relationship between media and team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially in a ho- especially in a sport like hockey, which, as we know, is the ultimate boys in the room, keeping it all together. What goes on in here stays in here, kind of thing. Yeah, the the ultimate the secret of society. Yeah, for sure. It's bloody... What's that one, Homer joins? Is it the Stone Cutters or something? Yeah, the Stone Cutters. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> secret handshakes. Don't step on the fucking logo. Oh, my God. All right, then. Well, man versus coin flip. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Call it. It had to happen. Here we You're go. now opening up a good-sized... Losing margin. Oh, man, I thought I'd flipped <laughs> yeah. around the other way. <laughs> no. You're now down three games. The coin this week went four out of five. Oh, and my, mate, my, mate, my mate was here before. My mate was here before, and he said, so what's the man versus coin flip thing? So, so I explained, and I said, okay. And he said, you should put bets on what the coin predicts to see how you do. So I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> that's just ter- that's a terrible idea. Open up lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into these games. First one, uh, Preds Canucks. Uh, ooh. Canucks. Damn. Devils Kings. 
yeah, that is that's a that's a hard one to look at. Stanley Cup final. Would you have it six years ago? Um, well, seven years ago now. Two two playoff teams last year as well. Two playoff teams last year. Off the back of two heart contenders. I am going to say the Devils and Kovalchuk will play another sub-10 minute game because the world has gone mad. <laughs> Rangers-Panthers. Oh, Panthers. Has to be the Panthers, doesn't it? Maybe. There you go. <laughs> Has to be the Panthers, doesn't it? Maybe. <laughs> Red Wings-Capitals. Capitals. Capitals, Capitals, Capitals. Caps. And then... Everyone's favourite team now, the Golden Knights versus the Islanders. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm bloody hell. I'm going to go Knights. Um, I am going to go Knights because I think um, the paper tiger that is uh, that is the Islanders is going to go down. There we go. Just listen to two teams in heading in different directions. Oh, sorry. I was yeah, just two, two teams heading in different directions. Yeah, so, no, that's uh, very true. Yeah, thank you for listening, yeah. Dan. Thanks. No, thank you, thank you, Will, and thank you to all of you for listening as well out there in listener land. You can get in touch with us on the Twitters at Dan Straight Edge. Will you are at W E V E V E R E T T at Two Brits One Puck Number Two Number One. Thank you again, Will. Any last words? Um, more, more a little disclaimer on the back of our our Twitter handles, and specifically the quote-unquote shared Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> I know this is any, any nefarious or unsavoury opinions that may be fielded via that shared air quotes Twitter handle um, are not representative of yours truly, as, as it is monopolised by Dan Masters. And, <laughs> and you're seemingly now out there spreading... All sorts of gobbledygook. <laughs> Inflammatory accusations and wild statements. I, f- I forget what it was that you said that called me into action this week, but it was enough for me to be like, right, I don't want my name associated with this in the slightest. You know what it was? It was that Sportsnet wrote, should Ryan Roos be suspended for this hit? And I put, you spelt hit wrong. You should have wrote good hockey play. Ah, mate, there it is. I, do, I knew it was going to be... Happy. Related to the uh, to the topic of the moment, but bloody hell, of course. <laughs> no worries. All right, take it easy, folks. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.